1: good morning everybody welcome to today's issues here on the american family radio network thanks for listening to afr hope you had a good weekend and we got a lot to talk about today on this monday may the 17th joining me in studio is ed vitagliano good morning ed good morning tim and fred jackson yes good morning tim and we thank you again for for listening ed tell folks how they can join us on that their
2: internet well, if you would like to watch us do radio, you can simply go to Facebook or YouTube, and search for today's issues. Click through, and you can watch us do radio. And if you're watching right now, I'm giving you a wave. Let you know I see you out there in TV slash radio land. Uh, you can also, uh, obviously, if you're listening to this radio station. Uh, and you don't have the app, you're listening to a terrestrial radio station. Or you can listen online. We stream the audio at AFR.net. Um, and if you are considering making a trip somewhere where you're not sure you're ready to pick up AFR on a terrestrial radio station, download the app on your cell phone or other smart device, and you can listen to us anywhere you have good internet. And You can hear not only this program, but all the programs on AFR.
0: Fred, go ahead. Yeah, big announcement from the United States Supreme Court this morning. They are going to hear arguments on Mississippi's law. It's called the Gestational Age Act. And basically what it is, is that it would uh, prohibit abortions after the 15th week of pregnancy. Now, this law has been around for, I think, since 2018, but lower courts have ruled against it but the United States Supreme Court has decided it wants to hear arguments in the case, and that'll be done this fall. So this is, this is big. It, it really is. You know, uh, Alliance Defending Freedom, which is a Christian legal group, uh, keeps. You know, the the proponents of abortion keep going back Roe v. Wade, settle a law, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, Alliance Defending Freedom is reminding people that the Supreme Court, over and over again, have repeated. Uh, the affirmation that states have a legitimate interest in limiting abortion and protecting vulnerable and innocent life. In other words, Roe v. Wade is in place, but states have the right to put limitations on abortions. So we're going to wait and see. Uh, There is a new team, the United States Supreme Court, thanks to the uh, three justices that were appointed by uh, former President Donald Trump. And so we will wait and see what happens there. But the arguments that won't be heard until, as I say, the fall. But this is a major issue. Uh, a lot of number of states across the country have been passing laws putting limits on when abortions can be done. Now, of course, the left is going to argue in this uh, on the issue of viability. But uh, those who are in favor of these these bans, these prohibitions on abortion, say. New science, since Roe v. Wade was decided, has told us a whole lot more about what these little babies in the womb can feel. Uh, for instance, uh, they can react to what uh, mama has eaten. Uh, they feel pain. All of those sorts of things. So we have a whole lot more science now since Roe v. Wade, which goes to the viability, which goes to the uh, what a baby can feel in the womb. So going to be a fascinating case. And uh, we'll wait to see what happens.
2: Well, I I think that this was surprising to me. I I did not know that the Supreme Court was going to take this up um, until uh, over the weekend. And uh, this is, you know, pro-life people have had their hopes up so often. Yes. And even now with what we assume to be a majority conservative Supreme Court, we really don't know how people like uh, justices like Gorsuch or Kavanaugh uh, are going to vote, or even Amy, Amy Coney Barrett. So this is going to be the first big test on that. John Roberts, I think, for most conservatives and cer- certainly those who wanted to see the Supreme Court hold the line against the transgender movement. Uh, John Roberts, the chief justice, has been a really big disappointment yes. to conservatives. So th- this is uh, mm. not a slam dunk, and we're waiting to see and we'll we'll, we'll wait so, to see what uh, the Supreme Court will will decide. Abe will be on. Uh, Abraham
1: Hamilton III will be on at the bottom of the hour to give us a five-minute uh, synopsis of this. But the bottom line is Mississippi passed a law in 2018 banning abortion after 15 weeks, and that's made its way to the Supreme Court now, and they will determine whether or not that's constitutional correct, or not. That's the bottom line in this. Uh, there's only one abortion mill in the state of Mississippi. That's, I think that's in Jackson. Yeah, yes, I know it I is so. in Jackson. But that's the only one in the whole state uh, as of today. So, um, well, we'll, we'll see what happens. Here. And let me
2: just let me just remind our listeners: most of them probably know that if they've been pro-life for a long time. But the most famous Supreme Court ruling on abortion in 1973, January 22nd. 1973 was Roe v. Wade. On the same day, the Supreme Court issued the ruling in Doe v. Bolton, which is the one we were talking about this in our story meeting. Well, in our uh, one of our meetings this morning, uh, Abe said that is the case that opens up the door to rulings which would limit abortion. So Roe v. Wade was, uh, I think, very narrowly decided Doe v. Bolton would be the real target yeah. in terms of...
1: And it seemed to me a lot of these pro-life bills that have passed in various states over the last year or two, heartbeat bills, another thing, I think Texas is about to pass one, uh, they all hinge on this deci- the the, uh, the constitutionality uh, of or the allowance of these laws to proceed to be put into effect hinge on the decision that will be made in this particular case. I think I'm correct on that in this Mississippi case that is now before the Supreme court. But the interesting, that the Supreme court has agreed to hear it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, uh, uh, that will, we'll see what happens with this. You're listening to today's issues on American family radio. Next story, Fred,
0: no end in sight to, uh, the war that is going on right now between Israel and Hamas terrorists in Gaza. Uh, Over the weekend, late last night, earlier this morning, uh, the bombing continued by the Israelis. And what they were able to do is detect where these tunnels that these Hamas terrorists build. Uh, The tunnels start in Gaza, and they go into Israeli territory. And the Israeli military saying they were able to destroy about nine miles of some of these tunnels. And we do know Hamas terrorists were inside some of these tunnels because that's where they run, when Israel fires back after Hamas terrorists start these wars. Now, what you may see in the media, there's a a number of stories this morning, one of the targets that Israel took down inside Gaza over the weekend was a building that houses uh, uh, media such as the Associated Press. And uh, in, in this case, and the Israeli army, as far as I know, is the only one that does this, they gave the occupants of that high-rise tower an hour's notice that we're going to bomb that building. Now, were they bombing it because the Associated Press is there? No. They were bombing it because they Israelis know uh, Hamas terrorists and also uh, the another Islamic terrorist group have offices there, for want of a better term. Now, uh, what we are hearing, of course, is that this is terrible, that Israel was trying to stop uh, some of the uh, media coverage. Here's what I find interesting. If you look at Associated Press stories dealing with this battle right now, the dateline on all the stories is Gaza City. In other words, it's only reporters in Gaza that are reporting on the battle. Now, the AP says it didn't know Hamas and Islamic Jihad were in that building. A lot of people find that difficult Because the AP has been there for 15 years in that building. Also, there are reports because there was a story in the Atlantic uh, back uh, in 2014 that said the AP reporters uh, used to see the Hamas terrorists launching missiles from the courtyard just outside the building, but they wouldn't report on that. So all of this has come into play. Lindsey Graham, Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, was on Fox and Friends this morning. Here's his assessment of what's going on in the Middle East right now. Cut one.
3: Well, I think Israel will keep attacking until it degrades the capability of Hamas uh, to hurt them in the future. Once you start these things, I think it's incumbent upon Israel to do as much damage as they can to make sure it doesn't happen again anytime soon. But usually Egypt helps. But the Biden administration is openly talking about giving the Palestinians more money while rockets rain down on Israel. So when you talk about a two-state solution, who do you negotiate with? If you cut a deal with the Palestinian Authority, would Hamas accept it? So I hope the American government will stop pushing Israel to negotiate a two-state solution when one of the uh, partners is Hamas, whose goal is to destroy the existence of the state of Israel.
0: Now, Hamas terrorists have rained 30, uh 3,100, over 3,000 missiles into Israel. And uh, as we've reported over and over again, it is very sad when civilians are killed in this, and a number of civilians, some children and women have been killed in Gaza. However, the fault of that is not Israel, it's Hamas terrorists, because they launched their missiles from people's apartments, from people's houses, and, uh, Israel gives notice when it's going to bomb to try to limit, uh, civilian casualties. Uh, but Hamas is creating this mess. i tell you what, if I'm an Israeli citizen right
1: now and inside the Israeli government, I'm, I'm worried that Hamas was able to get 3000 rockets
0: mm-hmm.
1: evidently. I don't know. In, in, into Gaza, when Gaza is shut off to the world, basically, Israel searches Gaza, the ships that go into Gaza, uh, Egypt uh, does what they can to prevent the um, the Hamas from getting weapons uh, through the border there with, with Egypt. So uh, if it weren't for the Iron Dome that Israel has that shoots down these rockets in midair uh, – Israel will be obliterated by now. So,
2: well, there certainly be a lot more damage and uh, a lot, a lot uh, more casualties. I, I find it hard to believe that if the AP didn't know after I think they've been in that building 15 years. Yes. With Hamas and Islamic yes. Jihad, yes. then they're terrible reporters. Yes. I mean, how how do you not know that Hamas is in that building with you? I, I don't. I'm with you. I don't buy it. No. Well.
1: We can talk about this more later, but this is this is uh, Joe Biden uh, is hoping that this goes away and ends pretty quick because otherwise it's going to be a festering um, problem inside the Democrat Party. The Republican Party is pretty much a lockstep in favor of Israel being able to defend itself, and it's a Jewish state. And uh, it's sad that innocent people die uh, in Gaza, but uh, that's what that's what happens when you, when you start firing rockets at Israel and Israel fires back. So, um, but on the other hand, the Democrats are going to be split because you have a lot of Israeli haters
0: Yes, inside right.
1: the Democrat party led by the squad Yes, and others. And, uh, and then you have Nancy Pelosi in favor of Israel, at least speaking out in favor of Israel. Right. And so we'll see what happens with that. You're listening to today's issues on American family radio. Well, uh, You know we have a guest in studio with us today to talk about planting churches around the world and dr mark davis spoke to our uh, staff this morning in our monday morning devotional and he's in studio with us right now dr mark davis good morning
4: brother good morning how are you i'm doing well thank you why are you in tupelo mississippi well come down to see you all firstly but i was in ripley mississippi this weekend uh sharing the gospel at west ripley baptist church uh, we also had our organizational meeting this weekend, this past weekend. So that's what's brought me up to Mississippi. Where's home for you? Right now, I'm living in Pensacola, Florida. But home originally was in Dyersburg, Tennessee. That's where you grew up. That's where I grew up. Now, uh, you were a pastor there. Where, where, where did you?
1: Where did you? I want to get to your, how God. Uh, Led you to plant churches around the world, but it, yes, sir. You, you, you pastored a church in what, West Tennessee?
4: No, I pastored in, in Florida, Okay. Uh, in Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. I was there for about 10 years, and then God moved us to the Pensacola, Florida area and continued to pastor a church there. Uh, you mean even today? Uh, no, we started okay. a church okay. there, okay. so okay. I am I am serving there as well. But uh, in 1995 in Jacksonville, Florida, had my first opportunity to go Somewhere around the world in in the country of Kazakhstan, and that's where I got the real burden to be on missions, and from that point, we began to develop uh, a strategy on how to do missions. 1998, our organization was started. Uh, The name of your organization is what? Worldwide Church Planters. Worldwide
1: Church Planters. uh Yes, sir. It's rather ambitious, don't you think, Mark? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Let's name our church something that we have to take on the world. Uh, well, you
4: know, that's I, I, our goal. I, I'm just kidding. I know you, you know, are, just... but that's that's our plan is to uh, impact the world. How do, the do how do you do this?
1: How do you do this? Worldwide plant, church planners, How do you do this?
4: Well, we have a four four step approach. We train pastors that want to. When plant you say churches. we, you
1: talking about your staff or your our team, organization. team, or pe- oh, your organization. we have an
4: organization aboard. And all of us are involved in some way around the world. Okay, And so we'll train pastors on how to start a church. Okay. Then we'll come alongside of them to go out and model what it is that we've been training them to do. Going into a village, a community, begin to share the gospel, bring together, thirdly, bring together those that make a public profession of faith or express a desire to know more. And from that, we start a church. Our, what kind of
1: church? Baptist, Presbyterian, Methodist? whatever where that, you, pa- whatever start?
4: that, right now we're doing mainly Baptist churches, but we have okay. done some other denominations because the people that were trained, they had a desire to stay within their own convention. And that's okay with When do with you us. break
1: it to these new churches? They're going to have to have 40 deacons. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we don't even talk about okay, that. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, good. Because yeah.
1: that would be very discouraging. It would be probably. very, very <laughs>
4: discouraging. <laughs> I'm just, but, I'm just. Teasing. But fourthly, what we do, yeah, Tim, is you know, we help that church to know how to reproduce itself so that they too can begin to uh, go out and do what we're doing.
1: Your website is what?
4: WWCP.org.
1: Worldwide Church Planners, WWCP.org. Ed?
2: Well, um, thank you, Dr. Davis, for being uh, here uh, with us on the program. Tell us a, a couple of stories, if you would. You shared some stories. I know you had a ton more. Our devotions are When we have a guest speaker about 15 minutes, I know you probably could have gone another 45 minutes with some of the stories. But tell our listeners some of the stories that will encourage them about how important missions is to God and how he blesses efforts
4: to reach people who've never heard the gospel. You know, missions is really the plan that God has for the church, for us to take the word of God and and spread the good news around the world That is not something that folks just came up with. This is, okay, let's just do this for something to do. No, this is a mandate given to us by God through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we've taken that to be a very important aspect of all the things that we do. And I shared the devotion time this morning, Luke chapter 10, how that Jesus said, go the harvest, but the labors are few. That that's what we ought to be doing is going into the harvest. God is opening doors for us miraculously, it seems like. I'll go into places around the world, not knowing anyone. And we will all of a sudden meet some people. And then from there begin to evolve into a church planting strategy for that particular part of the world. Uh, We've seen God do some things that are just, uh, just amazing. Tell the story about uh, that. You told our staff, by the way,
1: what's unique about what you do in in other, other groups and churches and denominations do plant churches. Mm-hmm. But what's unique about what you're doing is it's not just missions which is a broad general term which is wonderful and we should be doing that yes, according sir. to the scripture Christians should be evangelizing and sharing and 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 uh, but you plant you help the show the local Christians in given community how to plant how to start a church absolutely so so that's what uh, makes but tell the story about you shared about uh, the guy the guys coming over the lake okay. in, the, in in Africa uh, that right. was that was I was uh,
4: I was in a country called Burundi it's in East Africa just uh, underneath Rwanda most people don't know where Burundi would be located and, uh, and I was talking to the, uh, the gentleman that's going to be in charge of our ministry there uh, he's a Burundian I'm in his office we're having a conversation about what the schedule is going to look like and all of a sudden the door opened up and two men walked in. And uh, they began to talk to him in Swahili, and uh, he looked up and he said, "Uh, Dr. Davis, do you know what they're saying? I said, absolutely not. I don't (laughs) understand their language. He said, well, these two men are from the DRC, the Democratic Republic of the Congo. They have come across that lake on a boat. They uh, have come in, and they've made these statements. We got up this morning. We were in prayer time. God laid on our heart to come to Burundi. That there was somebody over there to train people on how to plant churches and so we've come here looking for an American who is going to help plant churches now we're in the capital city how in the world they even knew to come to his office right we've not publicized anything while you were there and while I was there that's the providence of God right how God has worked in those men's lives and they made that trip over walked in that particular door made that statement and then here I sit uh, to be that person that they were looking for. Only God could open those doors for that's us. Like, that's like something available. out of
2: the book of Acts or something.
4: <laughs> God mm-hmm. is still doing the book of Acts. Right. As you know, it's the only incomplete book yes, in all the is. Bible is the book yeah. of Acts. Doubter. <laughs> 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 no,
2: I'm just saying. It just strikes me as being one of those kind of miraculous things. I that, know. I'm just teasing with <laughs> no, that. I know. Uh, that, uh, if you want
1: to find out more about Brother, uh, Brother Mark's ministry, <clears throat> Dr. Mark Davis, Worldwide Church Planners is WWCP.org, WWCP.org. Can people, do you take people
4: on church planning mission trips? We do. Uh, we either go by ourselves, depending on what the project is, or we'll have folks from other churches that want to go and, and learn how to do what we do uh, to be involved in helping to plant churches or do evangelism. And so we'll take teams, and each of those teams will be strategic. Uh, if I'm going into a village to do evangelism, then I want to take an evangelism team. Everybody on that team, that's their purpose. If I'm doing training, then I will take men who are able to teach, and we'll do the training classes or whatever the need is at that very moment in time.
1: You have been worried for your safety, life. life?
4: Um, that's a hard question because I really don't worry over that. Oh, I have on, been in places. Come on, where, Mark. I have been in places. I'm talking about when genocide. your heart starts racing,
1: brother, you think this may be the end. Yeah, I just, I, I, I know, okay. I know you. You have to have faith in God, and I, right. I, maybe I'm teasing too much to Ed's point about uh, about uh, the Book of Acts. You, you, God is in control, and you know it, and That's you right. have faith, and you're prayed up, and right. you're. But I'm talking about really. You think maybe yes, I'm sir. about to be in trouble here?
4: We were in uh, East Africa. Arrived on a Friday night. Got up on Saturday morning. Turned the TV on. The president of the country came on. He said, Today, if you are against us, you disagree with us, we're going to hunt you down and kill you today. And so, for the next two weeks, uh, they were slaughtering people all around us. Where is this? This was in the country of Burundi. And in fact, uh, I contacted some of our folks back home. They said, Get on a plane and get out now. We couldn't. The airport had been overrun. No way to get in, get out. Our embassy couldn't even get people in and out. Uh, They had flown in by helicopter from another country, some Marines, to reinforce the embassy. But we would go to bed every night at the sound of gunfire all around us. We would get up the next morning, and people would be slaughtered. Uh, We had some kids kicked over some garbage bags, opened it up, and it was body parts where they had hacked people and uh, stuff are, you, them in are garbage you at a church
1: bags. or at a hotel or where are you in this i'm estate? staying
4: with we stay with families i usually don't stay in hotels locals uh, locals i stay right with the local people that we're working with Man. and uh you know we we really did not know what was going to happen we had to try to develop an exit plan how to get out of the house if they came and how did you get out real quickly how did you get out of the country eventually it began to calm down some okay and they started getting some flights out we flew out with the embassy some agency okay. leaders oh, really? at this point. We were on the same plane with him. Right. Wow.
1: Well, God bless you, Brother Mark. And uh, we encourage people to go to your website, www.cp.org. Uh, uh, Mark is uh, founder of Worldwide Church Planners. Thank yes, you sir. for being with us this
4: morning. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank, okay. you. Thank you. All right. Uh, we shall return
1: with Abraham Hamilton III in just a moment here on today's issues on American Family Radio. We hope you're having a Wonderful Monday morning, and we'll be back momentarily with more.
2: On the next Today's Issues, we'll talk with Dr. Frank Turek of I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist.
3: The Christian worldview believes that, yes, even disasters and death can be traced back to a misuse of freedom. We wouldn't be in a fallen world if we hadn't misused our freedoms and fell.
1: Don't miss the next Today's Issues, weekday mornings at
2: 11 Eastern, 10 Central on American Family Radio and on Facebook.
5: What would it be like if every person knew that they were created in the image of God?
0: After two years in the making, American Family Studios proudly presents In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality.
3: There are only two sexes, male or female,
5: My hormone
4: blockers.
0: In His Image from American Family Studios is available now for free viewing. Visit inhisimage.movie. You're made in the image of God.
3: Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. No matter your career goals, you want to find a university that provides excellent academics and state-of-the-art facilities at a price you can afford. At Liberty University, they believe a quality Christian education should be available to everyone. That's why they've frozen their tuition rates through the 2021-2022 academic year and offer multiple scholarships, like the Middle America Scholarship, to bring that price point even lower. Learn more by texting Starnes to the number 49596. Prince Harry loves the American good life but hates the Bill of Rights. The Duke of Sussex calling the First Amendment bonkers. That's what he said during an interview on the Armchair Expert podcast. The prince said he's bothered by the paparazzi in America. He specifically took issue with photographers, accusing Americans of exploiting and capitalizing on the right to free speech. So says the guy who sat down for a tell-all interview with Oprah. No offense to the British, but we really do need to beef up our borders. The good news is Prince Harry is allowed to criticize the First Amendment without any fear of getting in trouble because of the First Amendment. That being said, if the prince gets triggered by the Bill of Rights, he might feel more comfortable back home across the big pond. Delta's ready when you are, sir. Be sure to download my all-new podcast. Sign up for my daily newsletter at toddstearns.com. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Hebrews ten twenty three.
2: American Family Radio.
0: This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues.
1: Hey, welcome back everybody to Today's Issues. Today's issue is the name of this extraordinary program that you're listening to right now. I'm Tim Wildman. We think so.
2: <laughs>
1: extraordinary could mean anything, right?
2: That's it's true. A non, it's a nondescriptive. It's not necessarily a good thing, right? Like when someone says to me, "Hey, you got a haircut?" It's noncommittal. <laughs> They're not saying it looks good. They're not saying it looks better. Right. They're just you, noticing you that you did. You right. got a
1: haircut. Something's changed about you. Yes. You forget that one?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something's changed.
1: Fred <laughs> oh, no. oh. Jackson, uh, our newsman, is with us, too. Thank you for listening. And uh, Abraham Hamilton III is in. Abe usually joins us on Wednesdays, but we got a news story we need to talk to him about today. Abe is a constitutional attorney, host of the Hamilton Corner each afternoon, uh, here from 5 to 6 o'clock Central Time. We had Abe in
0: to ask him about what, Fred? Well, it's an announcement from the Supreme Court this morning that they are going to hear arguments on Mississippi's law, which is known as the Gestational Age Act, and basically it would uh, ban abortions uh, after uh, the baby in the womb is 15 weeks of age. And uh, Abe, a big case, a big case to be heard. There's an, a number we were talking a few minutes ago. A number of states have passed laws, heartbeat laws, et cetera. Et cetera uh, but the left is watching this and the right is watching this. In my mind, it's all about the baby.
5: That's where it, it should be. And a, a part of the reason why legally speaking, this is uh, pretty significant is because Mississippi's 15 week, uh, abortion ban, which as you said, would prohibit, uh, killing children after they have reached the gestational age of 15 weeks old, um, is that Mississippi's law specifically includes the basis for an affirmative finding that abortion is harmful not only to the baby but to the mother as well. Mm. The reason why that is significant is because it takes a direct broadside, and most of the conversations t- focus on Roe versus Wade, but it is a direct broadside against Doe v. Bolton, which is the accompanying Supreme Court case to Roe versus Wade. Roe v. Wade acknowledged as under the emanations and penumbra as a right to privacy, but on its own, it was very, very restricted. Doe v. Bolton is actually the case that kicked the proverbial, proverbial barn door open on abortion that allowed the litany of so-called risk factors and other things to allow abortion to, to basically be on demand. So if the Supreme Court happens to rule in favor of Mississippi's law, it would also be affirming the, the law's assertion that abortion is harmful to the mother as well. The reason why that is significant is because it has the capacity to directly overturn Doe v. Bolton, then Roe v. Wade would be left standing alone, which in the Roe v. Wade opinion itself, it makes all types of legal assertions, I mean, clinical, medical assertions, and saying that we don't know this about the baby. We don't know this about the baby. Should we know this, then there would be no more right. To abortion. And so leaving Roe standing on its own without Doe Bolton makes it far easier and a far more clear opportunity to ultimately overturn Roe versus Wade as well.
2: Well, uh, now we don't, even though President Trump was able to nominate and have confirmed three supposedly conservative justices, so we have uh, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, and Barrett, mm-hmm. uh, we don't really have any clue. As to how the Supreme Court would rule in a decision that might restrict the right of abortion as it's come to be known in this country?
5: We don't know for sure. What we do know is Justice Kavanaugh, for example, ruled in the June versus Medical Services case, I'm a June versus Russo uh, uh, Medical Services case, not a couple years ago out of Louisiana. So we have an idea of where he would stand based on that particular law, where the issue there was admitting privileges of. Uh, doctors who perform abortions. Uh, and so we know about that. But in terms of the 15-week ban, we, we don't know at this moment how they would rule. The hope is at a minimum there will be five justices uh, for those who are pro-life like me um, that would find Mississippi's law to be more than reasonable and uh, uphold that law. But again, it would only be five because John Roberts, let's just face it, <laughs> he's gone. Yeah. You know, I say on my pro, he gone, Picon. He's gone. So then it would leave... Justice Thomas, Justice uh, Alito, Justice Gorsuch, Justice Baird, and Justice Kavanaugh. Let
1: me ask you this. Should the Supreme Court uphold the Mississippi law, which would be wonderful news, and we won't know the answer to that till the fall, perhaps, or if they agreed to hear this case in the fall?
0: Hearing the case in the fall.
1: Then it won't be known till February. The, yes. The, the, which way they decided is this a, should they rule in favor of the Mississippi law? Is this overturning Roe versus Wade? No, not exactly.
5: It, no, not no, not exactly. Okay, it, it would be it would be a restriction on the practice of abortion. It wouldn't be a overturning Roe versus Wade, but it could expressly overturn provisions in Dovi Bolton.
2: But it would it, it would it would allow states, as far as as far as we know, it would allow states to pass laws that restrict abortion uh a past picture. fifteen or uh, uh
5: past fifteen weeks. That's right. Every state in the union could then pass a law the next day saying that after fifteen weeks you can no longer slaughter children in a woman in our state.
0: Our friends at uh Alliance Defending Freedom uh they, they put out a statement on this, this morning. I like your comment on it, Abe. It says Mississippi's law highlights a conflict between the Supreme Court's ruling in Roe v. Wade and the court's repeated affirmation on subsequent cases, that states have a legitimate interest in limiting abortion and protecting vulnerable and innocent life from the moment of conception. So we have had rulings. If I'm understanding the statement, we've had rulings where the Supreme Court has said states do have a right to put limits on abortion.
5: Yeah, there have been there have been some some of the more um, I would say. Significant restrictions have been struck down, but there have been some other incremental restrictions that have been upheld by the U.S. Supreme Court.
0: Okay.
1: All right. Well, we will pray that the Supreme Court upholds the Mississippi law and all, and subsequently, as a result, all these heartbeat bills that have passed in states all over the country what, four or five of them? Six of them? Yes. Texas being the latest, I think. Yes.
5: And Mississippi has a six week, uh, law that has been held up at the district court level but that's going to be making its way up as well
1: if the supreme court would uphold the mississippi law it would advance the pro-life cause um greatly let's put it that way and save millions of unborn babies yes in states all over the country
5: right yes
1: Uh, all right thank you brother a thank you appreciate it i'm sure you'll be talking about this more this afternoon
5: On the Hamilton Corner. I'll be traveling later, so I have somebody filling in for me this afternoon. Oh, who's
1: filling in for you?
5: I'm not certain yet. Alex, yeah. Alex McFarland. Okay. All right,
1: Alex. Brother Alex will probably be talking about it. All right. All right, safe travels, my friend. Thank you. All right, you're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. I'm Tim with Ed and Fred. Ed, I mean, uh, Ed or Fred, feel free to... uh, Give us a Prince Harry update. (laughs) Breaking news now. Prince Uh, Harry has walked to his refrigerator. Yes.
2: That's about what it's been like. Good night. I'm surprised his last name's not Kardashian. Uh. Um, Listen, we were talking about this before the show. Prince Harry and his wife, formerly known as Meghan Markle, the uh, American actress. For two people who. I don't think she was an actress, dude. She She flipped cards on. (laughs)
1: <laughs> on uh, that uh, no, the show, that actress. show with the ball guy, ball headed guy, Mandel.
2: Oh no, she was an actress. Yeah, she played in uh, suits, I think, and maybe some other. Oh, show. She just didn't win an Academy Award. No, 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 she didn't.
1: Okay, well, my, my apologies. No, yeah, the I, actress formerly a game show
2: hostess. I I didn't know she was a game show hostess. That, that that's but yeah. anyway. Yeah, that, that's neither there nor here. Yeah, what I was going to say is, for these two to always be demanding privacy, they just want to be left alone. They're constantly in the news. They're constantly on in interviews. They were on Oprah. That was a huge. That was like a worldwide event. And then they go, "Listen, we just want to be left alone to live our lives." So, so I I think they should stop complaining. But but.
0: Here's the update. Breaking news from Prince Harry. He and his wife now live in the Hollywood area, I believe. Yes. They've taken up residence there. Uh, they're off the Queen's Christmas card list <laughs> completely. <laughs> yes. He was being interviewed. I don't know. It was a podcast or something where he he's upset the media attention, and he, he took aim, Ed, at our first – Amendment. I, yes, he called he, it bonkers. He ca- which I, I guess he dissed it. Yeah. Uh, he calls it bonkers. Wait a minute. Like you point out, Ed, they agree to go on Oprah with this millions of people watching all over the world as they complained about royalty. I think uh, his wife said it was, well, she made some outlandish allegations against the royal family that they, they did not like the fact that... Uh, Harry married someone of color, and and that was
2: and the accusation.
0: That was the accusation.
2: Because I think Meghan Markle is a uh, black and white. I think.
0: Yes, yes. But she made that accusation. How yes, terrible it was for right. her within the royal family, which led to their departure uh, from London, and they're now living in Hollywood. But for him to complain against the First Amendment, uh, it, it's kind of like Harry. There was a revolution. Yes. You lost. (laughs) There was a reason for that. Right. And now you're living in the country that left the Commonwealth. Right. And you're complaining about the right of the media to report, that's part of the First Amendment, free speech. What do you want, Harry? That would be my question. He just wants to be left
2: alone. No, this was on a podcast, uh, uh, Dax Shepard and Monica Padman. Uh-huh. Armchair Expert is the name of their podcast. Mm-hmm. And he was complaining about the feeding frenzy of the news media about their life. But then they – I listen, but then they keep getting in the – they want to be in the media spotlight because they are trying to get started a number of different projects – and they need the attention, and they need to attract investors. And then they complain because of uh, the media. But and now, my understanding, over in Great Britain, there are a lot more restrictions on what the media can do. And, uh, and you know, they seem to <clears throat> not want to live over there anymore. They want to come over here. And, and, and besides, it's insulting. It would be like us saying, this queen thing you got going on over there, that's bonkers. Yeah. You know, who needs it?
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's really interesting, the, the media in Britain. Now, they can be pretty rough on politicians, particularly conservative politicians. Right. But even in the media, which is quite liberal, they, they coddled royalty. Right. I've, I've never quite understood why, in a country that has a lot of financial problems, the amount of money that they spend on the royal family, and people have a legitimate question, when, what does the royal family do?
2: No, oh, wait a 2nd The royal. Have <laughs> you never? Have you never?
0: Nah, uh, uh, now, I come from have, a Commonwealth country.
2: Have you never watched Downton Abbey? I have. I like it. This that to me. Now I watched a, like a first couple of seasons. Yes, I, I didn't want to go any further than, past than that. A lot of people have watched. It's like seven, eight seasons, whatever. Uh-huh. But the the interest in Downton Abbey is why people in England, I think, Great Britain, love the royals because people just. They just like gossip, and that's what it seems like to me. It's like a it's like a running soap opera. Yes, uh-huh. right? huh? Right. A, Which is what Downton Abbey people. is. Downton Abbey is a soap opera. Yeah. I'm yeah. not. You know, I'm not making a judgment one way or the other. Maybe I am, but it's a soap opera, and they hook you in by getting you interested and fascinated in the problems of these people. You forget your own problems for a while, and I think the royal family that's kind of like that. That kind Well, of
0: and it really took so off with the current thing. royal family with Lady Di, right? And and Harry, oh. Harry's one of her kids. She was she was a worldwide celebrity. Oh, on every cover of every magazine. And the
2: tragedy when she mm. died, all mm. that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's there is mm. a bend in human nature that is fascinated with those kind of things. It's why we rubberneck at the at a, at an accident scene. Yeah, almost causing a, an additional accident. <laughs> what happened? What happened? I, I, I That's what I think. I, I think that's the fascination. with the Deal writers. or no deal. Deal or no deal what? That was the name of the show. Oh, deal. Or, the was game, Megan Markle on that? The
1: game show that Megan Markle, uh, she was one of, like, do you not remember this show? Uh-uh. Uh, did they, did Howie Mandel?
2: Hockey? No, I do remember him. Yeah. Okay.
1: Howie Mandel, who I affectionately call the ball-headed dude. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. A few minutes ago, forgetting his name, but anyway, he, uh, she was a, uh, so they had like 24 of these, uh, very, uh, beautiful, pretty girls flip cards, okay. 24 Vanna Whites. Okay. Okay. That.
2: I'm, and, and I'm they, tracking. They didn't have now. to
1: say anything. They didn't have any lines. Right. That's why when you said actress, I thought of her in that, Yeah. in that role, but I didn't know she had. Other starring performances where there were actual lines that she used in, uh, in yeah, she played in, in a,
2: uh, a a fairly long running series okay. called uh, Suits, I think.
1: My apologies, never saw that, not familiar with it.
2: I'm not, I'm not, saying, I don't not. know not she was considered a good actress yeah. or not.
1: But all right, uh, so there's your royal gossip for the uh, for the Today's Issues program. We get to have five minutes of it right there. Uh, you, you're listening to Today's Issues on Afr
0: Fred. Next story. Speaking of uh, interesting people out there, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, okay? She's a member of the squad. Yeah,
1: she's a a House of Representatives
0: member in Washington. Yes. uh,
1: uh, Affectionately known to the world as AOC. AOC.
0: Well, (laughs) we went back and found a clip from her in 2018, uh, an audio clip. And the reason we're playing this this morning is because she's been very outspoken against Israel in the current... That we were talking about, and what does she, What knowledge does she have of the Middle East? What what background does she have? Well, she was asked about. Is
1: this going to be with or without helium? Uh, <laughs> I well, need to know to prepare our listeners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you guess That's afterwards. Right there. Have a listen to this. This is New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio in two thousand eighteen. In two thousand eighteen, admitting she has no idea. Why she refers to the occupation of Palestine, cut three.
3: You
1: use the term the occupation of Palestine. Mm. What did oh. you mean by that?
3: Oh, um, I think it, what I meant, I, I am not the expert on geopolitics on this issue.
0: I have no idea what I'm talking about. That's a paraphrase so right that, there. Uh, that was with, a, with helium, by yeah. the way. <laughs> it, well, she has no idea. Wait a minute. Now, you use the
1: term occupation, and then when you're called to define it, you don't have a clue, and you're you're in the House of Representatives. That's a very serious charge, by the way, to yes, make yes, it is. against it is. Israel. You're saying that they're on occupied land. They've stolen the land, uh-huh. and then you can't even define it, which no. means you're just parroting something you heard from some other far right. lefty.
0: Yeah, I have no idea right. what I'm talking about, but it sounds like a nice phrase. Well, Now, in, in the defense of Alexandria
2: Ocasio-Cortez, mm-hmm. okay, she has been, Fred, in the House of Representatives for an additional two years. That's right. So she is now an expert in ah, geopolitics. Right.
1: And so. I, wish, I wish these people that send me these emails saying defeat AOC would quit because I don't want to defeat AOC. <laughs> huh? Because I think she's good for the conservatives. She, New York deserves her. New York City deserves Absolutely. her. Absolutely. And they're going to vote a Democrat yeah. in anyway. So why right. not have
2: AOC out there commenting on worldwide events that she doesn't have a clue about? But 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 now she's an expert. So, you know, two years in the House of Representatives. Wow. That is a lot of that's she's a lot accomplished of much
0: for her uh, jurisdiction there in New York. Yeah. yeah. She drove what? 20,000 Amazon jobs out of there. Yeah. That's right. 20,000 jobs gone. We don't mm. need those. And she was reelected handily. What is her,
1: what is her district? Uh, Is it Brooklyn? Okay. Yeah.
2: All right, enough AOC talk. Next topic, Fred. New York's 14th Congressional District. The district includes the eastern part of the Bronx, portions of north-central Queens, and Rikers Island in New York City. Hey, I want to talk me some CDC mask guidelines.
1: (laughs) What about it, Fred? Can you switch over to that topic just impromptu? CDC
2: guidelines.
1: Yeah, what are they saying this hour?
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. What, what are the latest
2: The latest CDC
0: guidelines? Breaking news. Yes. We
1: get five, days, five times a day, we get changes here. Well,
0: it's kind of entertaining. Was it last Thursday afternoon or Friday? Uh, in the morning, President Joe Biden was wearing a mask out to an announcement. But by the afternoon, he found out that the virus wasn't operating that afternoon because he appeared at the Rose Garden to announce that the Centers for Disease Control now are giving guidance that say, if you got vaccinated, you don't need to wear masks outside at all. So out he walks out of the Oval Office to this Rose Garden announcement with his vice president, Kamala Harris. They are like three inches apart and no masks. So everybody's kind of wondering, and then he makes this announcement. He kind of repeats what the CDC said. So all of a sudden, we don't need masks anymore. Vaccinated, you're outside, don't need them at all. In fact, in small groups inside, if everybody's been vaccinated, don't need to worry about the masks at all. Now, this is, this has taken a lot of states. The states had no warning about this. They, in fact, a lot of the governors found out about it when the media reported it. When the media reported it. So it was kind of instant change. Now, there are those who are speculating that the president had to do something to take the focus off the crises that are going on under his administration, uh, the border. Yes, It's just bad and getting worse by the moment down there. Also, the colonial pipeline. Right. People fighting to get gas in several states along the eastern seaport. So a lot of people say, well, they needed a bit of change of focus by the media. So they come out and they make this announcement. But for the CDC and the President of the United States to try to make the American people believe that in the morning it is this way, and now this afternoon things have changed dramatically, people just aren't
2: buying it. Well, and we, and we of course, we, we've kind of poked fun a little bit at uh, uh, Dr. Rochelle Walensky. Uh, Princess who, Doom. Who, who he, who he, you call her Princess Doom. I call her Dr. Doom from... <laughs> Uh, from the comic strips that's she's she's the one who said i have this sense of impending doom yeah, even yeah. though things are trending in the right direction
1: yeah she said that what six weeks ago or yeah so? it was
2: mm-hmm. um, um was a march 29th i think it yeah. was
1: she, at that time she
2: had a sense of impen- impending pending doom
1: about covid and and since then covid cases have been going down yes down 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 so
2: so a lot of mixed messages from yeah. the biden administration and uh to to uh, fred's point a lot of governors caught flat-footed uh, in terms of what they should do in terms of their own policies. So you have like, okay,
0: well, you. there's still and but there's still exceptions in place which have people puzzled. They're saying when schools reopen this fall, that kids should be still wearing masks. Good, shut up! You know it's just on and on. But I want to play you this. I'm the, talking the, to Fred. No, yes. I was
1: expressing uh, frustration. Bis- it was a visceral reaction.
0: Yes.
2: To the people who say these It was things. unfiltered. Yes. yes.
1: It was to to to, to the to the C D C saying that this fall, they're they're saying this fall that kids need to wear a mask of school. Yes. To 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 which my response is simply just shut up. Yeah. And maybe I shouldn't say that, but that's that's in my heart, Ed. <laughs> in my well, heart. Go there's, ahead, a, there's another
0: aspect of this. There is a uh a rule in some schools at least, now that we and we've been talking about this. That when kids are involved with sports, track meets, the runner has to wear a mask. CDC says this. Well, these are the
2: state, the state guidelines. These are
0: the state guidelines.
2: Based on what they were hearing from the CDC.
0: Yes. Now, this morning, uh, Fox and friends were dealing with this, and I want to play you this montage of sound here. First, you're going to hear Virginia school nurse Erin Pine, who lost her job for questioning Mm -hmm. masks. And then you're going to hear wrestler Nick uh, Valenzano. He was told he's a he's a school wrestling team. When he wrestles, he has to wear the mask. And you're going to hear if the mask when they're wrestling. This is not a surprise. The mask slips down. The referee steps in and stops the match so he can adjust his mask. Now these and then Sharon McKeon. Where is this? This is this in the Northeast somewhere. One of those wacky mom, states. And then there's a mom, Sharon McKeeman, on wearing masks in school. So that's the montage you're gonna hear, cut number eight.
5: Masks, and when I was ignored, I chose to not follow the mandate
0: for myself, and that's ultimately got me suspended. Um, I decided to to put my job on the line for the health and safety of children because, you know, the safety of children and their health is more important to me than my paycheck.
3: When we're wrestling, um, they made us wear the mask, and it was uh, really annoying when they'd have to stop a match and something like that just for somebody to put it back on. I mean, it's just not fair, because let's say I'm doing something good, and they stop the match because he has to put his mask back on. Another high schooler who, he's a cross-country runner, and so he's been coping with wearing the mask, but he was told he was going to have to compete in it. And I advocated uh, for him not to have to, and his entire team has been competing safely, uh, (laughs) mask-free.
1: What was that movie Jack Black was in? He played a Mexican wrestler who had to wear a face mask all the time. You know something, what I'm talking yeah
2: about? something about the nacho or something. What was it? Nacho Libre? Nacho Libre. So he didn't have a problem wearing a mask. <laughs> What's the problem? Wrestling oh. wearing a mask. Huh? Well, you're talking about wrestling. This this young man was talking about wrestling. <laughs> I think that's the difference.
1: I think it was a- that was a little mockery <laughs> of my southern heritage, Ed. No, I'm talking <laughs> I, about. I resent it. I'm talking about quote my unquote professional. You know what I'm about
2: to do? Professional <laughs> I am, wrestling.
1: I am canceling you <laughs> right now.
2: You have to get in line. Okay.
1: <laughs> so, so I say wrestling, and you
2: say no. I was talking about the professional. I know. WWE. I, know about, but I think you were saying that. I was mispronouncing the word. I wasn't, but if you were, I would have. I would have mocked it. Yes. <laughs> Wrestling, professional wrestling with a all right. mask. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break right here. Fred,
1: thank you for your valuable contributions to this hour. I tell you what, uh, we'll be back in five minutes. Stay with us.